What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J-Red Show. The football world has lost a legend. John Madden has passed away at the age of 85. Madden was the one of the greatest coaches of all time. He coached the Oakland Raiders from 1969 to 1978, accumulating a, a record of 103, 32, and 7. And he won, they won Super Bowl 11 over the Minnesota Vikings, 32 to 14. After he retired from coaching, he became the color commentator, working alongside Pat Summerall from 1979 to Super Bowl 43 in 2009, which was Pittsburgh versus Arizona. Madden was also the founder of the Madden video game series, which remains popular to this day. The man truly revolutionized the sport. I have many fond memories of him from watching him on TV to playing those Madden video games growing up. And he will be missed. We will, I will give a moment of silence for John Madden. And then we will talk about the Buffalo Bills. So John Madden, rest in peace. I'm sure he's up in heaven right now with Pat Summerall getting ready to call this week's games. And now a moment of silence for John Earl Madden. On to today's football. The Buffalo Bills are going back to the playoffs for the fourth time in five years in the Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott era. The Bills defeat the Atlanta Falcons 29-15. Josh Allen, after one of his best performances of his career against the Patriots, was kind of lackluster. 11 for 26, 120 yards, three interceptions. But he did better run the ball with 15 carries for 81 yards, two touchdowns. Devin Singletary had 23 carries for 110 yards. Now, for this game, this this game has given me both a little bit more optimism about winning the Super Bowl and some huge concerns, and some pessimism. We'll start with the optimism. They are finally getting the running game going. Singletary was 23 for 110, had 23 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. The offensive line is starting to look better. The Bills controlled most of this game. Throughout most of the game, they were outplaying the Falcons. And you just just know, when this team is 100% healthy, now that that COVID is hopefully behind them, they can compete with anyone. So there is optimism that they are getting hot at the right time. 
and they can go all the way to the Super Bowl. When I look at this Buffalo Bills team, all 10 games that they won were by 12 points or more. They did not have a close win all season long. Whereas the five, whereas the six games they lost, five of them were by less than seven. But now let's talk about the pessimism and the concern. The Bills could easily be fifteen and one with better decision makings. But instead, they are 10 and 6, three wins worse than last year. I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, the offensive lines had injuries, COVID, but the but my biggest concern with the Bills is the play calling by By Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier. On the first touchdown scored by Buffalo, the Bills got too fancy in the red zone. They were trying all these sneak, all these play action, all these play action pass plays and just have Josh Allen run it in. Why are you throwing a lineman pass in a, in the snow from three feet out? And then when Josh Allen threw his first interception, he should have ran out of bounds and kicked the field goal. It's snowing. Leslie Frazier's system. It's too simple and too reliant on safeties to bail everyone in the both run and the pass to bail everyone out in both the run and the pass. The Bills control most of these games, but Josh Allen's three interceptions and the mistakes made by this team allowed Atlanta to have a one-point lead at halftime and make the game closer than what it should have been. So... Frazier and Dable are why many Bills fans are hesitant to plan the parade on Jan- on February 13th. But I guess to be fair, there is no perfect roster in the NFL. You can poke holes at many of the top contenders. The Tennessee Titans can... Can they really win the Super Bowl with Derrick Henry as their quarterback? Not, not Derrick Henry. With Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. An average game manager. And what kind of condition will Derrick Henry be when he comes back? Kansas City. They have three of the best offensive weapons in Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. But that defense is so inconsistent. Cincinnati. uh, They have a lackluster offensive line. 
Although Joe Burrow looks like he's good enough to overcome that awful offensive line, I think they finally found a legit quarterback. New England. How good is Mac Jones? The Colts. Again, they're a run-heavy team. This is a passing league. Can you win the Super Bowl with a washed-up Carson Wentz? The Chargers in the in Vegas, I don't know. They got some good quarterbacks in Derek Carr and Justin Herbert, but they're kind of inconsistent. And Pittsburgh and Baltimore is going to take a miracle to get in. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers um, defeat the Cleveland Browns 26-14 in what is very likely going to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game at Heinz Field. Roethlisberger had a lackluster game, 24-46, yards, one touchdown, one interception. He's been playing football since 2004, and I think it's, but it looks like his body's finally cupped. It looks like it's finally, after 14 years, it looks like he's finally going to retire. Um, I really admired watching him play. I mean, he may not have been as good as Manning or Brady, but he was he's truly is one of the greats, and he's going to be missed. But on the other side of the field, Baker Mayfield is leaning towards a bust. 16 for 38, 185 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I know Cle Cleveland's been very disappointing this year. I know they have injuries and COVID. But, it's, okay, it seems like a lot of Cleveland Browns fans are divided on both Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stepanski. Vansky. I mean, and really, can you blame them? Because I have no idea what to make of these two. Under, under, with Baker Mayfield, the Browns were 7-8-1, 6-10, and 11-5, and then this year, 7-9. So, Mayfield has been lackluster. However, when you compare the Browns in the Mayfield era versus before the Mayfield era, they look respectable. Like, remember that three-year run where they only had four wins in three years, including the 0-16 season in 2017? Last year... The Cleveland Browns not only made the playoffs for the first time since 2002, but they won their first playoff game for the first time since 1994. And the Browns' playoff drought was worse than the Bills, even though it's just as long. Because the Bills, they only had three seasons where they failed to get to six wins, 2001, 2005, and 2010. The Browns, before Mayfield, only had three, seas three seasons where they got to six wins, and that's 2005, 2007, and, which were 10-6, and, and 2014. So if you're a Browns fan, so if you're the Browns, 
How do you get rid of the coach, the quarterback that makes you respectable? But frankly, I think they should, or at least, at least Mayfield, because he's just, like I said, he's, he's too short. He was just not completing his passes. I just don't think he has what it takes to win a Super Bowl for Cleveland. But I really have no idea where they go from here. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. On to the NFC. I mentioned all the flaws with the AFC teams. The NFC teams have their flaws too. The Packers. They have Aaron Rodgers. But without him, they are a mediocre team at best. The Rams, um, they have a decent quarterback in Matthew Stafford. But I don't know about this team. Dallas, we've seen this many times before. They're 11-5. and five. They're not really impressive, though. We see them choke in the first round many times when they in years where they've gone 13-3. and three. Arizona, the Cardinals have been in a slump. The team most people have an eye on is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since they are the defending champions and they have the greatest quarterback of all time. But even they have problems. They have so many injuries. Can Tom Brady overcome all these injuries and lead the Buccaneers to another Super Bowl? Yeah, he probably can. But there's one. But there's one issue that Tom Brady doesn't have to overcome anymore. Antonio Clown. I mean Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown flat literally quit on the Buccaneers. Uh, he ha- um, Bruce Arians told him to go back on the field. Antonio Brown said no. Bruce Arians did again tell him to go back on the field. And he said no again. And he pretty much took off his shirt and walked off the field. We've seen this time and time and time again from Pittsburgh to New England to Oakland. And now Tampa Bay had a deal with that clown. And now they are suffering the consequences for it. Apparently he had a broken bone in this MR. Antonio Brown claims that he was injured. He should not have played. But uh, he should have reported that to the coach. And um, and stupidly, he walks off the field. He needed like nine more catches to break a $333,000 signing bonus. And his football career is probably over right now. Former Patriot star Rodney Harrison is claiming that he is suffering from CTE, so it wouldn't surprise me, but Antonio Brown needs help. Is this the end of the line for him? Who knows? But he really needs to get his head examined. He really needs to um, fix whatever mental problems is ailing him. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. On to hockey now. Um, the Buffalo Sabres have begun a new era. Alex Tuck 
and Peyton Krebs have played their first couple games as Buffalo Sabres. <coughs> and they looked pretty good. I mean, th th really, this is what Sabres fans could realistically expect from this year. In a year of low expectations and moral victories, Sabres fans are just looking for any sign of optimism that sooner or later this mediocrity run that the Sabres are on will end. And Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs have given Sabres fans hope. Now, is it false hope or is it real hope? We will not know until later on. When Tuck and Krebs debuted on December 29th versus the New Jersey Devils, it was the largest attendant crowd the Buffalo Sabres drew this season. And the Sabres lost 4-3, despite Krebs and Tuck scoring goals. Basically, I'm getting two kind of vibes from this Sabres fan base. We have the Sabres fan base who's just frustrated and worn down after 10 years, now going on 11 years of media, of no playoffs. But you also have a tendency of fans that is hopeful. I mean, right now, expect for those fans, expectations are so low. That they're just looking for any signs of optimism. Like today, the Buffalo Sabres lost to the San Jose Sharks 3-2. The first period was disastrous. They fell behind 3-0. But they woke up in the second and third periods. And they came roaring back. And they almost tied it late. The effort in the first period wasn't good. There was a pretty lazy play. The Sabres dumped, well, there was one play that was really embarrassing. The Sabres dumped the puck, Simic picks it up, and Asplund doesn't even bother to hit him as Simic launches the puck down the ice. So there are some things that Kevin, that Don Granato has got right with this team. The effort is better, the pressure is better, but, but the biggest problem with the Sabres team is that they're still way too soft. So now the question is, are the Buffalo Sabres heading the right direction? They got some reasons for optimism, but some reasons for concern. The defense, Power and Dolan. Leap of faith that Power will be properly developed and that Dolan will improve as the coaching system implements a good team. Middlestack, Cousins, Krebs, and Thompson experiments as center. As far as the trio of Sermon Thompson, that's potential is here to have a balanced lineup on the first three lines. Add scoring, winners, size, and experience. This could be a good group. Goaltending. Potentially speaking that the trio of Pekalukin, Portillo, and Levi seems promising. Surely one for the solid net miners. Um, the coaching is okay, but I think it needs improvement. I, I mean, I, I mean, I love what I... The coach has got better effort out of Kruger. But there's still a lot of defensive mistakes and lack well-placed hits. Right now, Granado has these guys playing loose, but they play stupid in the defensive zone. 
You look at Power, Cousins, Potil, Pekalukadin, Patera, Quinn, Krebs. Maybe it's a good core. Um, we got to hope. The Sabres fans got to hope for progress. Um, hopefully, you turn a corner and really get a mini bump and start to learn how to win games. Then next year, you look for some of those young players to come up as reinforcements. And hope would be that they can take the next step. A hungry team. Maybe get towards the A point range. It's um it would be somewhat respectable. Then in 2023-2024, you have a core of young players maturing who have won some games. Then like but, but with the Sabres, um really you just want to have see respectable hockey. Unlike the Bills, the expectations are so low. They have a plan on how to make the Sabres a consistent winner. Being a cup winner will require more. And we don't know what that would look like unless they are constantly good. The next two seasons are going to be about accumulating young talent. They certainly have the draft capital to do it. Combine that with the three experiences that they'll need and the, and the fastest they become a serious threat in three, three years. But teams usually need a good playoff run. So they need to stay the course and be patient. Um, but there's, there's much that they have been and a good run or two that, that puts them out of the way of the cup. But there is so much that needs to be happening for that time to come to fruition. So, what are your thoughts on that? Here on Twitter at JRED Show. On to the Amherst. The Amherst are having a very good year with 17 wins and 10 losses. And like the Bills, they are a suitable... Uh, and like the Bills, they are a championship contender with flaws. On Wednesday, they they lost to the Syracuse Crunch two to one. Uh, they left their A game in the locker room. the po- The power play was awful. The energy level is terrible. And Hauser gives Hauser oh, sorry it was two to, it was two to one. Excuse me. Hauser gave up fewer than three goals, but didn't help. They completely underestimated the Crunch. However, the Crunch weren't as good as the Emmers were bad. The Crunch also had a great strategy late when it was goaded Quinn into a five-minute fight. The team for, um, that took him off the ice at the crucial time. He'll have to learn. Team first. One goal deficit. You have to be on the ice. Wait, It'll be a wake-up call. Also a very small crowd. A very small crowd for both the Sabres and the Amherst games. Probably because of the COVID and the snowstorms and... I'm hoping for a larger... I'll be at the Amherst game t- tomorrow, which is tonight, and I hope for a larger crowd. On to college football. The national championship game will be a rematch of the SEC championship game between Alabama and Georgia. Both college football semifinal games will blow out. Alabama crushed Cincinnati 27-6, and Georgia crushed Michigan 34-11. And once again, the frustration with college football is the lack of variety and just how much better the SEC is than the rest of college football outside of a select few teams. Because ever since 05-06, when Texas beat Mich- when Texas beat USC for the national championship, nearly every single college football national champions from the SEC, 
The exceptions are Ohio State in 2014, Clemson in 2016 and 2018, and Florida State in 2013. And the debate is going on. Was it right for Cincinnati to um to be in the final four? I mean, they earned it by going undefeated. But they simply did not stand a chance against Alabama. Which a month ago, I was saying this has got to be the worst Alabama team of the Nick Saban era. But here they are. Back in the national championship. Again, facing a team they absolutely crushed. In the SEC championship game. And it could get worse. With players able to get paid on their likeness. It essentially eliminates the constraints. on having only given out so many scholarships give out. Who gives two shits about scholarship. When you get a $1 million contract. To do commercials for the local car dealership. Who happens to be a more boost for the team. The powerful schools get more powerful. And the little schools will fight for crumbs. A lot of power teams with new quarterbacks this year. Stroud put up huge numbers, but didn't get the protection he needed. And the worry is that college football will do something that what European soccer try to do and separate the group of five from the power five conferences. I hope we see resistance. And I will say this, though. Even though Georgia got blown out in the SEC championship, I still predict that they will bounce back and they will beat Alabama. I still think overall, on paper, they have the better roster than Alabama. And I think they'll avenge the SEC championship loss and um, win the national championship. But we shall see. In other news, um, sports betting will be coming to um, apps right now. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I live in Batavia. I don't have to travel back and forth from Buffalo to make my sports bets now. Starting Saturday. And one thing I want to give about the state of Buffalo sports. Basically, I mentioned expectations right now. Um... I, right now, the general thought about Buffalo sports fans is the Bills are in a Super Bowl window. As long as Josh Allen is the quarterback, the Bills should be a contender for the Super Bowl. It's kind of ironic how the Pagula era went. When it began, Sabres fans thought, Jack Eichel was going to be our ticket to the Stanley Cup. Whereas with the Bills, our thought process was just get back to the playoffs. Just end this. Just, all right, Pagulas, you save the team from moving. Now just get this team back to the playoffs. Yet here we are, six years later, the roles were reversed. The roles are reversed. As I said... The Bills are in a Super Bowl window. 
there is no guarantee that they will they will win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. But as long as he's the quarterback, the Bills should be contenders for the Super Bowl. Whereas with the Sabres, it's the other way. It's the opposite. It's like, just get back to the playoffs. Just get back to meaningful games in March and April. Just get back to sold-out arenas. Maybe Krabs and... Maybe Krabs and Tuck will lead them to the Stanley Cup. But it's still very disappointing how the Pagula errors went. But for now, they're like the 2017 Bills. Just get back to the playoffs. But we think back to the last time to, to, to 2006 when the roles were reversed. The Sabres had Breer and Drury... And they were on their way to the President's Trophy at Christmas time 06. Meanwhile, the Bills, after a 2-5 and five start, had a very nice 5-2 and two season. And J.P. Lossman had over 3,000 passing yards. So the roles were reversed back then. Where the Sabres, we, we thought we were going to win the Cup with Breer and Drury. And with the Bills, we thought we were hoping that J.P. Lossman could make them respectable. Well, you know what happened. Um, the Sabres didn't win the Stanley Cup. Their window closed later that year. And then it took a decade for the Bills' window to open. So what are your thoughts here on Twitter at J-Red Show? I will see you later.